the president of West Coast Trial Lawyers. I'm joined to my left by Ron Zambrano. He is the chair of our employment practice. So glad to have him here. And Dean Ainetchi, a partner and chair of our personal injury litigation practice. Today, we're going to be talking about Florida's controversial don't say gay law passed by the legislature, soon to be signed by the governor. Ron, let's start with you. Why don't you tell folks a little bit about what you do at the firm and your view on this law? very controversial. Right. So um, thank you, Nima. Again, my name is Ron Zambrano. I head our employment law department. Uh, We enforce rights on behalf of uh, employees who are discriminated against, which kind of touches on what we're going to go on today and also labor code violations with regards to pay. So uh, the the Florida law that we're talking about um, has has evolved from one thing to many other things and then shrunk back. Uh, Basically, at its core, it prevents uh, teachers at certain primary grades from talking about gender identity. And if they do, parents can sue that school for declaratory relief uh, and fees and costs. So, um, So this implicates a lot of constitutional rights. Uh, this also implicates recent um, law uh, uh, again. Excuse me, a, a case that was decided in 2019 connected with employment rights and the what what sex means and it expanded to uh, sexual orientation and discrimination in that in the workplace. But um, there are a lot of amendments that have come and gone. One of the most controversial is that there is a requirement for the par- uh, excuse me the teacher or anyone at the school to report to a parent if a student ident- has, has expressed an identification as something other than straight. So um, there's, a, there's a lot of swirling around there. Um, and just recently, the, the latest news is that the Disney CEO has called the governor to tell him not to sign it. So um, oh, well, we, that's, we, that's brand new because right. Disney was about to be canceled, right. obviously one of the biggest <laughs> employers there in Florida. Right. Um, and a lot of folks are really unhappy. Um, Dean, let's get your thoughts. If you have any questions, jump in. We will answer them about Florida's law, about protections in the workplace for gay and transgender employees. Um, Dean? Uh, so, so my basic understanding of the law was initially in its original form, it banned the discussion of gender identity and sexuality in primary schools, which I think if that's the limit of the law, I think it's defensible in certain respects. I think I can understand the argument that children, young children, shouldn't be taught about gender identity or sexuality, meaning they're not taught about straight sex, they're not taught about, taught about gay sex. It's, it equally applies. Um, where I think the law becomes very problematic is the series of amendments that Ron and I were discussing right before we started filming. Um, and I think the Florida legislature is trying to have its cake and eat it too, in the sense that it's saying, in one respect, well, they're too young to be taught about this. Okay, they're too young because they haven't developed, they haven't, they haven't um, started to understand their own gender identity or sexuality, so I can understand that. But at the same time, they're like, but we also want to report kindergartners who are gay. So I feel like you kind of got to take one position. Are kindergartners young enough to be gay and understand these issues, or are they too young to understand it? So I think it becomes problematic and discriminatory uh, when teachers have to report Um, to parents on their suspicion on whether a child is gay or trans or whatever sexual orientation they have. Um, And I think one of the other amendments was they have to teach monogamy, right? Right. So so it's still up in the air whether those amendments will go through. 
but there, there was some really wacky amendments and then some counter amendments to, to try to undermine the, the, what, what I guess the, the less conservative part of the floor legislature w would think would be the, um, the fallout from that. But there, there's going to be a lot of constitutional challenges to this, right? Um, the first one probably being um, a free speech one, because not everything that a teacher says in the public school is necessarily scripted. Some things just happen to come in. What if a same-sex parent walk into a you know, first-grade classroom and you know and and somebody asks like well that's new what is that are, are, are they not allowed to say anything so the self-censure would probably be a first amendment violation because if it's chilling speech about things like you know there happen to be gay people that exist and some of them have kids of which your you know classmates are um that would be a violation and, and, and potentially create liability for that school and that school district it, it's it's quite wide re it's very short-sighted and it's you know from my perspective, feels very um, uh, church doctrinated, you know, uh, motivated. But um, and then the other constitutional one would be the equal protection, because you're treating you're treating people that are not straights very differently by reporting them to parents. And who knows how those parents are going to be reacting? I mean, I have a five-year-old, and if my teacher comes over like, "Hey, my five-year-old is expressing this gender identity." I don't know how, like, I'm not prepared for that. Like, and what if, what if people that are less calm than me, like, start doing terrible things to these children because they themselves are not prepared for those conversations? It's, if, if, if a child's not ready to talk to their parents about it, they should be allowed to talk to it at, at least at school. Um, but I don't know if my five-year-old even understands what that means one way or the other. Yeah, uh, so I think we got questions or comments. Let's address those, and then I will come out unintended and tell you what my position is on this controversial bill. So a lot of comments. TikTok Jenna says it's incredibly problematic. Um, someone said no one should ever be added regardless of their age. Um, can schools control? Oh, JK, thanks, Ron. Was going to talk, ask about speech rights. Um, it's tough enough being a member of LGBTQ in elementary school, and now they have to worry about the state coming after them. I absolutely agree with the comments so far. This law is offensive, it's unconstitutional, and it's plain wrong. Things like, you know, hey, don't talk about it. I mean, that smacks of like, don't ask, don't tell, and Bill Clinton and the military. Uh, you know, these are folks who um, are members of a minority, and laws are there to protect minority groups. You know, gays, lesbians, transgender, everyone in the LGBTQ plus community. To have a law that says that you can't even talk about someone's um, sexual orientation when it is part of their DNA, it is part of who they are. This goes to the really offensive concepts that a lot of folks have that this, you know, gender identity and sexual orientation is a learned behavior. It's not. The science is clear. It is genetic. These are children who... Um, are going to be of one sexual orientation or another or have a different gender identity than the majority of the population. Um, their parents may be implicated. And to isolate and marginalize them more when it's clear that the suicide rates and depression and homelessness rates amongst the trans community is already significantly higher um, than the non-trans community. I mean, there's really no basis for this, uh, but to marginalize um, these minorities um, even more in my opinion but um, i'm interested in a thought i'm interested to know people that actually support this law like what's the basis for it? i can tell you that i have a 
fourth and fifth grader. And, you know, we're here in liberal Los Angeles and, you know, no one's teaching like <laughs> sex ed in third grade. But what do we got, Kylie? Um, TikTok is saying, what would critical race theory say about our policies related to this issue? Oh, yeah. I mean, critical race theory is really kind of touches upon this. Yes, it People does. are trying to sanitize the schools, introduce this really kind of conservative um Right. It, it goes it goes to the traditional, uh, you know, Protestant pro, uh, Puritan version of what the Christian household supposed to be. Right. It's supposed to be, you know, we, we, we don't talk about sex. Sex is something you don't talk about at all. If you do, if you talk about uh, pl- pl- sex as a pleasure is something that's supposed to be proud upon. It's immoral. Um, and, and this is all part of that. Uh, but I think proponents would be, because I was reading, like, what are these guys saying? Because no, I don't think any laws pass with wanting to punish somebody, right? So what, what from, their, from their perspective, what are they trying to, what good do they believe they're trying to do? And what I've been reading is, well, these conversations should not be forced upon kids, but should be kept in the household. Uh, okay, but sometimes things come up. You know, you have... There's odd questions from fourth and fifth graders. They have access to the internet where this stuff comes up. You know, um, for 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 better or for worse, my opinion better. There is more um, exposure to uh, the LGBTQ community in popular culture. So that stuff is going to stem through the to the classroom, and they're just not supposed to talk about it. It it's, it just seems very. Um, against the reality of what is happening on a day-to-day basis, trying to claw back, you know, the good old days of like, well, everybody sits down at the dinner table, the TV's not on, and popular culture exists outside of the moral fabric of what's supposed to happen. It just doesn't, it doesn't exist. That doesn't exist anymore. That the popular culture through our phones, through our TVs, through TikTok, is part of our everyday daily fabric for, for better or for worse. So, to try to kind of police that to make sure it looks like something that doesn't exist anymore is just counterproductive. I have a lot of good questions here. Someone says, yes, I agree with the gentleman who said he thinks his, this was church and religion based, so wrong. Um, why not invite parents to the classroom on days teachers discuss gender thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you can certainly do that, but really what they're trying to do is you know, marginalize and keep gay, lesbian, and transgender kids in the closet push them back in. So that's really what this is all about. It's not to kind of protect the children. It's really, and it goes back to homosexuality is wrong. Um, Transitioning is wrong. It is a sin. And look, and again, we're going back to like studies. It is clear that folks who interact with other religions, other races, other sexual orientations, they tend to be much more accepting, much less discriminatory, much less biased because they realize, hey, this isn't an evil homosexual person. This is a human being that wants love and kindness and empathy. And teaching kids empathy at a young age is critically important as opposed to teaching them that, hey, this person's different. You can't talk about it and let's discriminate against these individuals. Got one more question. Maybe Dean can touch on yeah. this one for Instagram Live. Isn't the law also just creating more conversation around sexual orientation that kindergartners may not even be thinking about at all? Maybe. I mean, uh, if again, I, I think the issues that Nima and Ron are discussing is the discriminatory um, aspects of these of this bill, which which I see in the amendments. Um, so if the bill is we're going to promote if the end result of the bill and the way I understand it with the amendments is we're going to promote heterosexuality and we're going to denigrate homosexuality, then I think you're still talking about it, but you're just talking about it in a negative way that demeans a certain class. 
I think if you're coming with the position that these people are too young to be discussing or understanding these concepts as a kindergartner, so we're not going to talk about it in either way. We're not going to favor one way. We're not going to denigrate one way. They're just too young and it should be kept in the home. I think that's a defensible argument. I don't see that defensible argument play out the way the amendments are written. It's also, I mean, like when my kid asked me, and he just did, and I, I mean, you've probably already gone through this because yeah. your kids are a little older. Like, where where did I come from, right? Like, how did how was I born? And you're like, well, do I explain the entire birth canal problem? Like, like do a like because because he's gonna be he he doesn't understand it. You know, like, he just doesn't. Un- they don't understand. They don't understand the implications of it. They might have inclinations and feelings. And to go on what you were saying before, historically in all societies. Um, People that come out have been marginalized, ostracized. They're used to, you just be legal to stone them here yeah. in the U.S. Like nobody wakes up and go, you know what? I, I want I want to pick an identity where I could be treated completely differently and to my detriment. No, nobody does that, right? I mean, nobody does that. These are things they cannot control. And um, it, you know what I would love maybe to make it more neutral, Dean, is like, you know, if, if my kid goes, uh, if some, if one of my students were to say, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I, I like girls, you, you should go home. The teacher should go and like, Hey, your kid wants to bang chicks later. Yeah. What do you think about that? Let's have you a conversation about, about banging. Ch- like it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense as to what they want to do. Like if they don't, if, if they want to minimize the conversation when it comes up, then fine, let's minimize it. But let's not do a, well, let's talk about being heterosexual because that is moral and that's okay. But the minute it crosses outside of that comfort zone, because this is what this is really about, then we have to go, no, 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 we're not going to talk about that. We can't talk about what, what you want to talk about unless it fits into this, again, very traditional, conservative, Christian, Puritan uh, kind of uh, mentality. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is this, and this is, you know, the same discriminatory, race-neutral, separate but equal kind of justification that folks have for engaging in discriminatory practices, in my opinion. So going back to this issue of we're not going to teach sexual orientation, we're not going to teach gender identity in school. This is a pure sex-neutral decision. It has nothing to do with homosexuals or transgenders. It's really, these kids are too young. Um, Again, for me, it goes back to critical race theory or separate but equal. I mean, these are real issues. I mean, there are children who are gay. They may know it. They may not. Um, They may be transitioning um, at that age, at an older age. Um, They may have parents um, who are gay, uh, same-sex parents. Or I mean, how can or relatives, you, relatives? Yeah. Yeah. How can you ignore this um, when this is this is real? Um, you know, heterosexuals may not like it, conservatives may not like it, but this is the world that we're living in. And to stick our head in the sand and to tell kids that we're not going to talk about this when it's there right in front of their very eyes. There's no justification, in my opinion. Setting aside the clear discriminatory intent of this law and marginalizing um, these individuals. I agree. I just think that it. I think in its original form, it's defensible. I don't necessarily agree with it. I'm a big science guy myself. I think science and facts should be taught in schools and whatever mumbo jumbo you believe in should be taught in church. But I understand the argument. I I always try to put myself in other people's shoes and try to understand where they're coming from 
and what viewpoint and perspectives they have on the world. I think I understand the viewpoint and perspective of a Christian conservative. I don't think it's a very complicated perspective. So I understand their hesitancy for heterosexuality or trans to be taught in kindergarten or first grade. I don't agree with it. I think science and facts should generally, generally be taught. It's called science for a reason. Nature should be taught. It's natural for people to be gay. It's natural for people to be straight. Um, I just think, you know, it's, it's also important to try to understand people who disagree with you. And I think in its original form, it's defensible. Uh, with all the amendments, with saying we're going to promote heterosexuality, we're going to require people to report homosexuality, even, even if you suspect abuse, you still have to report it, and then you can get sued for talking about heterosexual, uh, homosexuality. I think at that point, it's clearly discriminatory. It's openly discriminatory, whereas you have a somewhat defensible version of the original bill. That was my only point. Yeah, a couple points. I want to ask Ron about these. I think two points you raised. The first is, look, there's church and there's school, right? This is public school we're talking about. If you want to go to one of those schools where they don't teach evolution, there's plenty of those schools. Go to your private school. Um, God created everything. You'll learn about Adam and Eve. This is public school. You got to learn about science. This is science, you know. Uh, that's number one. And the second is the point that Ron raised. I mean, they're creating a system where, and we're plaintiff's lawyers. We love to sue everyone. Where you're going to sue these school districts and the teachers? I'm like, come on, man. Like, you know, like it's hard enough to be a teacher already. You know, you're, you're working for, for peanuts in a very difficult job. So like these public school districts are, you know, overflowing with money and you're allowing folks to sue based on, you know, a slip of the tongue? It doesn't make any sense. What are your damages then? <laughs> right. What are your damages? Right. And how, how much is your, how, how much, like it's attorney's fees and co- it's, yeah. it's really, it, it's creating problems where they shouldn't. Um, but, you know, as, again, I don't, you know, my, my five-year-old, I probably don't want the teacher to ta- start talking about sex at all, right? Like, it's really awkward. Well, he doesn't even know what it means. He, you know, he, he was like, what are you guys talking about? He has, you know, his uncle is is gay, my my brother-in-law. And we don't, you know, it's, we if we talk about it or don't talk about it, it makes it different. And making something different is something, that's where the, 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 you don't want the train to go, right? Like, oh, we have to talk about this very specific thing that is very separate and and, and w- because it's different. And once you start labeling it that way, you go down this path of like, well, isn't different and is scary? And isn't scary something we shouldn't do? And if it's, is it, well, we shouldn't talk about it that if it's that that different. And these things are subliminal messages, I, I believe. And, and I guess I, if th- these things are, are, are at their core at such a young age because they're sponges. You don't want those habits, right? Now, if it just happens to come up, I don't believe the teacher should be wrong and be like, listen, sometimes daddies love daddies and sometimes mommies love lo- mommies. And some, you know, some of your experiences, little kids who are in here go through that. And that's where it should stop. Now, if there's a problem, do, do you see like the line I'm talking about? Well, yeah, if it comes again, up, it comes up. But like, don't go out of your way to be like, let's talk about, you know. But I, I don't think that's a concern. Again, having kids in elementary school, public and private, I've never seen where they're talking about like sexual intercourse in first grade <laughs> or second grade or third grade. I mean, it's just not going to happen. It really would be. Well, look, when two people love each other, it could be two boys, it could be two, two girls, love is love. I mean, it's really sort of limited to that in my experience. It's right. just to show kindness and compassion and empathy. Right. And, you know, we're not talking about like vaginas and penises and, you know, <laughs> right. those types of things in school. At least nothing that I've heard, especially at that young right. age. Right. I don't think it would come up either. And it's it's very, 
it, it's it's an overreach, right? This is once again one of the many things that have happened throughout throughout the individual states. Conservative, it's an overreach. Like the the abortion law in Texas, we're like, well, Texas, you know, Texas isn't going to stop you, but mm. there's a there's a there's a family or a police person yeah. who's going to do it. They're going to stop you. It's the same thing. It's like the state's going like, listen, we're not going to we're not going to enforce this, but if a parent finds out about it, they get to enforce it. And well, you know, it's a scam to get around constitutional <laughs> right. protections, right? The Constitution prevents the government right. from doing something to oppress a minority, right? Where in this case, you're taking the government out of it. You're allowing these kind of like vigilante, like civil plaintiffs to enforce Texas's abortion laws or, you know, these discriminatory laws there in Florida. And it doesn't end around, really doesn't end run around the constitution and again it's it's not right in my opinion no it's it's not right it, it's not right so um it, 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 but to to go to the to the amendments right you have this amendment where this teacher is going to hear at some point maybe a third grader talk about not being straight that teacher potentially has to go well, like i have to tell this five or eight year old's parents now that this is what i overheard why put that teacher in that position well, and teachers are there to protect students. So teachers, they're all mandatory reporters. Right. So when they hear something about physical or sexual abuse, they have to report to law enforcement, to social workers, to CPS. You know, now you have a situation. And again, I'm not. It's very different. And homosexuality has nothing to do with sex abuse. But you know, a child may be confiding in a teacher right. something that he or she is not comfortable sharing with their parents, and now that teacher has to out that child or be a snitch to the parents. I mean, that's not what teachers should be there for. They're supposed to receive the private information and not be someone that's gonna cause friction unnecessarily between a child and his or her parents. That child should approach the parents when he or she is ready to have that conversation with right. them. Right, a school, a school even at that age should be a safe place, right? You want, you, you want your child to go to, to an elementary school and be like, this is a safe place, I get to express myself, free of judgment, free of anything, uh, you know, and if I, if I cross a line by, you know, because they all do, Nima, kids do cross lines yeah. by misbehaving, yeah. then, you know, I will learn, like, to, to be polite and, and empathetic and caring of others. Uh, but once, once, once it becomes this thing of like judgment um, to things that have nothing to do with their own welfare, the welfare of others, that, that is something that I, I believe is a detriment to the child, right? Which is what you just talked about. It's a detriment to the child now to go to a place and be like, well, now I have to tell your mom and dad who could have the most right-wing fanatical version version of everything when you were just repeating something from a song you just listened to or something that your friend said. And now, now three kids have said it. Like, do I have to repeat it to all three parents? Like, well, they were saying, they were repeating these lyrics from a song that your kid happened to listen to. And I have to... It's it's it it doesn't protect anything, other than putting the kid at risk of some adverse action from that parent's react reaction, and this is supposed to be about the kids, right? It's supposed to be about the kids. That's what school is for to help the kids to educate them. Uh, but I'm a big proponent of what you said, Nima, about we should our kids when they when, to, to the extent that we can should constantly be trying to to be empathizing with others rather than going, well, you're different, so my empathy has limits, and this happens to be the limit of my empathy. That, that, that's a detriment to everybody. Of course, and that really underscores the importance of diversity in school, in work, amongst your personal life, your professional relationships, and you know, to the extent that you're not experiencing that diversity, 
yeah. likely you're going to be more prejudicial and bigoted. Right, so. and later on down the line. And that's when, uh, at, at, in the workplace, that's when I get involved. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dean, uh, I know we got to wrap up. I got one last question for you. Has today's podcast convinced you not to have children? <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, was already, I was already on board with that before. <laughs> now I want to have children, actually. Now it's done the opposite. Are you going to have children here or in Florida? In Florida, so I can go yell at my teachers. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us for another podcast here at West Coast Trial Lawyers. Every week, we're going to be covering breaking news. And of course, we're going to be following Florida's Don't Say Gay statute as it works its way to the governor's desk and through the inevitable legal challenges. Mm-hmm.